Hey mamas, welcome back. I am so excited for today's guest because in a way I'm kind of fangirling a little bit because I watched this TED talk a while ago about the effects of artificial food dyes and I was sending it to everyone. It like completely changed my outlook on our nutrition. Um, I obviously didn't think artificial dyes were good for us, but I didn't realize how bad they are for our health and especially for our kids' health. And this TED Talk was just so eye-opening. I had to talk to Dr. Rebecca Bevins about this and her experience. So I have her on the podcast today. We go a little more in-depth on the topic of artificial food dyes, like more in-depth than her TED Talk. Um, Her TED Talk is about 18 minutes long, and if you haven't seen it yet, please, please, please go watch it. Um, But otherwise, she'll give us a little summary of the TED Talk, and then we dive deeper into the topic of artificial food dyes. But I just want to remind you that this is all about educating ourselves and being aware. These podcast episodes are not meant to cause fear in your life like I this is not about like fear mongering or anything we just need to be making the most educated decisions right when it comes to our food and if we are picking things out that we are consuming or maybe you know using um on our skins or in our house or um as cleaning products and we are not aware of the effects that is the number one problem the number one thing isn't the fact that we're using it It's that we aren't aware of the side effects of the products or foods that we have brought into our life. So that's why I think it's so important that we are educated about artificial food dyes. I don't want you freaking out and, you know, thinking like, oh my gosh, what have I been doing all these years? No, we're educating ourselves and then hopefully taking a step in the right direction. And that first step is going to look different for everyone. Like I've said before, achieving food freedom starts with food education. I'm Miranda Lee, and you're listening to the Bread Therapy Mama podcast, a show created for moms who want to feed their families foods that heal them, not hurt them. Food was meant to be our medicine, and the best way to do that is by focusing on the ingredients, not the calories. Here, you'll find everything you need to know about holistic nutrition sprinkled with some motherhood, faith, and non-toxic living along the way. I can't wait to grow with you. Let's dive in. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I am so excited to talk about this topic of dyes, not only because of the topic, but because I'm talking to you. You did this amazing TED Talk that I'm going to link in the show notes so everyone can watch it. I don't even remember how I came across it, but like it totally changed my life. Um, My husband, who is like, I'm a pretty holistic, I guess, crunchy mom. My husband is the opposite. And he watched the TED talk and now will like look at the back of his energy drinks just to make sure there's no dyes in there. And I'm like, all right, that's a step in the right direction. I guess you're drinking energy drinks, but at least they're dye free. <laughs> right. One, one, one step at a time. You know, I, I have people ask me, you know, like, oh, what should I do to help my husband understand? Or what should I do for my family? I said, show my TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of people a lot of people get it after that. They, they understand that they're, um, it, th- they can be a real problem 
for some kids. Um, yeah, we don't, know, we don't know how many kids, but there are definitely kids out there that um, are reacting to these chemicals. Yeah, and I mean, your kid did, which and still does. Yeah, so I'd love to. I love for you to kind of give us, okay. like I said, I'll, I'll link the show notes in the show notes, your Ted talk so they can hear your full story, but just for a little background, for those who haven't seen that, um, that Ted talk yet, can you kind of like introduce yourself and say how you got into this world of being die free? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, I am Dr. Rebecca Bevins. I have a master's degree in child development, early childhood development, uh, early childhood. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I have a PhD in cognitive neuroscience, which is pretty much the combination of understanding the way that we perceive the world and the way that we perceive the world has a lot to do with our body and our brain and our, um, our chemical makeup and the hormones and neurotransmitters and things. So, um, I never, if you would have told me 20 years ago that I was going to be an expert in artificial food dyes, I would have laughed at you uh, and thought you were crazy. It was not something that I set out to do on purpose. Uh, instead, I ended up with a kiddo who was having some pretty intense behavioral issues. Um, and by behavioral issues, I mean, you know, he was, he was a really active kid and, and I was a really active kid. And so we just thought that that's who he was. And then by school age, um, he started to have, um, a lot more problems and he had a problem with concentrating. He had a problem with paying attention to what was going on around him. He had a problem with then the emotional, uh, upheaval. And, you know, we, we kind of dismiss like, oh, three-year-olds are supposed to have fits and four-year-olds are still, um, they're, they're young and, and, um, they have meltdowns and, and yes, that is absolutely true, but these went above and beyond that, and they became more intense the older he got. By seven, he was having some severe problems. He was having um, it, he couldn't he couldn't focus on his homework. Now his doctor chalked it up to him being um, highly intelligent, and there wasn't a gifted program at the time uh, that started in third grade. And so they kind of just dismissed it as, well, he's having problems in school because of this. But the meltdowns and the anxiety and um, one day he came home from school and and said, uh, or I asked him, you know, just come on, bud, you can do this homework. Just please focus. And he said, I can't focus. My brain buzzes. Well, I know the brains aren't supposed to buzz. It's like kind of neuroscience 101, you know, you're not supposed to have buzzing <laughs> in your head. Um, so I started to just do research. I mean, I have years of like my my master's and my PhD are both in research. So if there is anything that I can do and and I know do well, it is definitely go down the rabbit hole of research. And there was just nothing, nothing about brain buzzing, nothing about I looked up um somebody said something about. Um, you know, foods and it, and it was random. It wasn't like all the time. And so that to me implied there, there's something in his environment that is triggering this. So I came across a blog and I wish I had her name. Uh, and it was, you know, this was gosh, 12 years ago, uh, 11 years ago. And I, I wish I knew who this kid was because she was 15 or 16 years old. And she wrote this blog 
back before podcasts. And she said that when she eats red 40, her brain buzzes. And so for me, that was like the only piece I had. So then I went down the red 40 rabbit hole and there was uh, some research that was done back in the seventies and eighties. And it all pointed to this can cause behavioral issues. It can cause ADHD type issues in, in kiddos. So we pulled the red 40 because that was his favorite color. <laughs> like, what do you want? Red. What's it taste like? Red. Like, it was just like, that's that was his obsession. So we pulled that over winter break in his second grade year. And the brain buzzing went away and some of the ADHD behaviors went away. And he, you know, he got calmer to a point. Uh, but I don't know why, but we let him eat the other dyes. Because we hear a lot about red 40. Oh, red 40 is bad. But we don't talk enough about yellow and green and blue and and yellow. Yellow is the big one. Uh, so we let him eat things that had the yellow and the blue and the green. And, and that's when the meltdowns really started to happen more frequently, like once a month, once a week, once a day, twice a day. By the time we got back that summer, after second grade, we were in Hawaii and he was eating shaved ice at least once a day. Cause I mean, that's what you do in Hawaii, right? You go to eat shaved ice and he was getting the yellow consistently pineapple or, or whatever. And then we were having several meltdowns a day. By the time we got home, it was really, really bad. So I started doing some more research and found one published research article that talks about how yellow can cause, or in that study, it related to aggression in children. So, because he was getting quite aggressive and sneaky and deceitful, and that's just not who he is. And and I think, I, want, I don't want to make it sound like I have. I had it easy. I didn't really have it easy, but he was so extreme that these behaviors were not, we couldn't ignore them. We just couldn't ignore them. And these meltdowns were so intense that he just started to not want to live anymore. And it wasn't that he wanted to die. It was that he just didn't want to live like that anymore. And so <laughs> I get choked up every time I talk about it. Mm -hmm. So we had a seven-year-old who would beg to die. He would get so upset and he would just, he just wanted to die. He'd beg me to get him a knife so he can kill himself. So knew we had to do something because the rate of children under puberty, uh, pre prepubescent children do not head the direction of, of suicide ideology. It's just, it's something that tends to pop up during puberty, but not before. And so it was a huge like red flag. Not only that, but I, I knew that if we just kept going like this, we wouldn't, he wouldn't make it. So I thought, all right, fine, let's just pull him off all the dice. And we did. Um, we pulled him off everything overnight. And uh, that poor little kiddo crashed <laughs> like an addict coming off of drugs. He crashed hard. Uh, it took him well, I mean, the first week his, he hurt to touch and he was sore and he was tired all the time. And I, I mentioned this, my talk, he craved milk and cheese. 
which I thought was very odd. However, I've talked to other parents who their kiddos have crashed as well, and they wanted like yogurt and milk and things. And so I don't know if it's the protein and the fats and some of the nutrients that are in that, um, but that seemed to be a craving that they, that some of these kiddos have. And so, yeah, he had a really tough time and it took months for him to completely recover. And of course I'm beating myself up as a parent. Like, why didn't I notice this? Why didn't I do this earlier? But we just, we don't know. We just don't know. And we don't understand. And we assume that they're in foods, they're fine. They're harmless. And, you know, doing the digging, these are, these chemical, they're, they're chemicals made from petroleum. The first dyes were accidental and they were coal tar byproducts. And they're made by a big company who deals in oil and plastics. And um, they just aren't good for some people. And I've spent 10 years now, because my talk was 2016. We started this couple years before. So, well, he's almost 18 now. And uh, he was seven when, when we started this. And I've talked to a lot of parents. And recently, uh, it was six, not even six months ago, uh, my, somebody took my TED talk and put it up into pieces on TikTok and it blew up. Um, now there's over, I don't know, last I looked a month ago, there was like over 80 different videos using my TED talk. Um, there are, they're all over Facebook and Instagram. It's really when I had my students coming into class going, Oh my God, I saw you on TikTok," And I wasn't even on TikTok. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but so lots, I've talked to even more people in the last few months and, and the, the, the differences in, in reactions are, are varied. Some kids mildly react. Some kids don't react at all. Some kids are mild in their reactions. Some kids are, are full-blown like my son. And we chalk up, especially the mild ones, we chalk them up to their kids. Kids have meltdowns. Kids have emotional, you know, they don't control their emotions really well because they're kids. Yeah, that's a lifelong lesson for us as, as humans, I think, is to learn how to control the emotions. But these are just a little bit more. And a lot of these kids, you remove the dyes from their diet. And a lot of these parents are like, oh, wow. A lot of this has stopped. A lot of the fighting at bedtime, the insomnia, the headaches. I had a parent reach out to me to let me know that her child had seizures every day. for for, And they they she removed the artificial colors from this child's diet. And it has been like eight months and she has been seizure free. And she was having them every single wow. day. Yeah. Another one, they were getting ready to diagnose the child with Tourette's because she had auditory, uh, verbal and physical tics. Uh, six months later, tics are still gone. So there are things that are just like, I don't even, we just don't know. These dyes have never been studied on the effects that they have. There are barely any research on the effects they have on children, barely any. The FDA doesn't really conduct a lot of research. It's not their job. It's the, it's the company's job to research it. And they just have it. There's been nothing really since the 80s. And the consumption or the, the use of artificial synthetic dyes in foods 
has increased 500 percent since 1980 so yeah. whatever whatever was done then isn't even accurate for now these kids are consuming far more than you know i was a kid in the 80s and we didn't have all this brightly colored stuff i mean look at the pictures of the 80s it was brown and green and gold yeah <laughs> i mean it wasn't until or that was the 70s the 80s and then it became everything got bright and they started using it more in foods and and then they're using it extensively in foods now and so i've talked to adults who said i had tinnitus and i stopped the dyes and the tinnitus went away um i recently stopped dyes now uh, we don't have any in our house but my medications i have a couple of medications i've been on for the last eight years uh for an ongoing health thing that'll be on the rest of my life fun fun and they contained uh colors i mean bright orange and one a couple of months ago i got one of my medication my my bright orange medication it wasn't bright orange and so i went to the manufacturer and i looked up what was in it and it was natural colors I was like, oh, cool. And that month I noticed that my normal level of anxiety that I've had my entire life diminished. And it was very interesting. So I got back on, you know, the next month it was brightly or colored orange again, and that anxiety came back. And so I contacted the pharmacy, uh, a plug just because they don't pay me, but they were awesome. Express scripts on was amazing. Worked with me, set everything up, got me all my medications, die free. And it it was the most pleasant experience I've had with a pharmacy. Cause trust me, I, I get to deal with pharmacies a lot when my kid needs medications. And so got the die free version and went on that. And, and yeah, the, the anxiety level has decreased. Uh, the number of tabs open in my head at any one point has greatly diminished. Um, and the music playing in the background has kind of vanished. It's it's really interesting how uh, my brain almost feels a little bit more empty than it was quiet, quieter. So I was reacting. And one of my doctors said, you probably have been reacting your whole life and didn't know it. So how many of us are out there and we think it's normal yeah yeah we think not only of our kids behaviors are normal but our behaviors are normal mm -hmm. so because again it can just amplify a little bit or it can exacerbate so uh, california office of health hazard assessment did an assessment they had held a symposium in 2019 and in october and we went, we were invited, it was all doctors and researchers. And then of course, Coca-Cola, you know, big, big companies there because they wanted to get there. They wanted to hear what's going on in the FDA. And so the FDA presented their rat studies and how the rat studies are fine. No permanent neurological damage. Well, that's not just the marker of something that's going to hurt you. Thank God there was no permanent neurological damage, but what about what's happening while you're while you're taking it so they reviewed research that was presented from people from all over the world researchers from all over the world doctors but we got an opportunity to talk to a lot of different doctors and people who are on the front lines of this as well and they say that about half of these kiddos grow out of it during puberty 
and half don't, which means that there's a whole bunch of adults walking around that never grew out of it. And we hoped because our kiddo was 13, like, oh, please, please, please be one of the 50% that grows out of it. And that answer is no, he was not one of the 50%. And uh, I mean, he's 6'2", 230, um, and still reacts to the same amount that he did when he was a hundred pounds, you know, and mm -hmm. four foot tall. So, so there's a lot of adults walking around. He'll be an adult for the rest of his life that reacts to food dice. So it's important for people to kind of take a look that if you're having issues, issues, sleeping tinnitus, which is what we kind of call brain buzzing almost sounds like the high pitch frequency of those fluorescent lights in a classroom mm -hmm. yeah so that, that um depression anxiety uh well seizures uh epilepsy now dyes are not the cause of all of these issues for everyone mm -hmm. so it is not like remove the dyes and all of your problems will go away for some people yes other people, it may help like uh, people with ADHD. Sometimes when they remove the dyes, the ADHD is still there. It's still neurological brain wiring. ADHD is, is, um, is, a, is an actual brain wiring issue. However, some of their behaviors dissipate. So it just makes things worse. Do you think uh, that's because there's been such a rise in the number of kids with ADHD do you think a lot of it's been like misdiagnosed reactions to dyes I do I do I do just because our kiddo could have easily been diagnosed with ADHD if his doctor decided to go down that route mm -hmm. he could have been diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder conduct disorder intermittent explosive disorder some of those I mean I teach abnormal psychology when we when we get to those even the DSM says we are unsure of where this disorder originates. However, it can be from environment, genetics, or, or food. So even they recognize that there could be things that people are consuming that causes this. So and then yes. they get prescribed medication that has dyes in it. <laughs> yes. Yes. 80 plus. I'm going to be kind and say 80% of medications for treating ADHD have artificial colors in them, I would say it's probably far higher. That's true. I mean, my prenatals that I was prescribed had red 40 in it. And I asked them because I, you know, my husband's in the military. So I asked the military doctors, can you prescribe me something that's dye free? And they said, we don't offer anything dye free. So I had to go out of pocket to get prenatals that were dye free. And not everyone has that option, you know? So like, what are people supposed to do? Oh, either diet either no prenatals at all or the prenatals that have dye in them like it's a hard decision to make and it's really difficult when you read some of the rat research where mothers that consumed artificial food dyes while pregnant had pups that had behavioral issues so That's there could very well be an in utero effect on the brain as well mm -hmm. And uh, because that's the thing, we don't know because we have not researched these chemicals. We don't even know how they work in the body. I've talked to endocrinologists. I've talked to doctors. I've talked to 
researchers were not sure there are theories there are theories on how it works in rats there are theories on how it works in in humans it could uh, affect the brain and the, the macrophages in the brain and the uh, immune system uh, offsetting the balance of the immune system it could affect the gut and the information that's being sent from the gut to the brain it, it they assume it's an endocrine disruptor Okay, but we don't know exactly how it works. Red and yellow are azo dyes. They are different. They're FD and C azo dyes. Green and blue are FD and C dyes. FD and C means food, cosmetics, and drugs. So we don't know exactly how they work, but the azo dyes we think might break down because they take longer to have an effect and they last longer. Blue and green when given to rats, go into their system and out of their system as a complete structure. So if you give rats too much blue, their little a little white rats, their little hands and feet will turn blue. So uh, like if you ate a whole bunch of blue dye, your uh, when you went to the bathroom, it would be blue. So we we know that the dyes work a little differently, but what do the what do they break down to? Like so, red lasts in our sun system 24, 48 hours. Yellow can last up to, to five days where he's reacting for five days. And if he ate it Monday, he's reacting on Friday. But if he ate it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday by Friday, now we have a quadruple dose that is in his system and he's over the top, which is what happened when he was eating it consistently. If he got it every single day, it's it's then it builds up in your system and people will go, well, you shouldn't give your kids candy. Cool. He could have no candy and still consume dyes. They're in everything. Yeah. They're in pickles, which is crazy. Yeah. They're in pickles. They're in uh, prenatal vitamins. They're in vitamins. They're in, um, they're in things like you said, medications. They're in things that you don't expect. They're in salad dressings. What did I see just the other day? Uh, in and out burger, their uh, sauce that they put on the burgers have yellow five in it. Really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. that's, that's I, <laughs> I, I sadly found this out last night. Oh, um, no. I need to check the Chick-fil-A sauce. <laughs> um, fine. Chick-fil-A is fine. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one was checked. Uh, Wendy's, if you live on the West coast and you have Wendy's, Wendy's is really, really good. Their cheese doesn't have dyes. Their pickles don't have dyes. Their lemonade doesn't have dyes. Some of the other drinks do, and some of their sauces. I we always read the packets because the ingredients are usually on there. But, um, but yeah, the Wendy's is awesome. So he, my my son can eat there, and they don't have TBHQ in their oil, which is another trigger can be for some kids. It acts very similarly to, uh, as synthetic dyes do. So there's still some other chemicals out there that can still cause some of these reactions, but the the synthetic colors are the worst mm -hmm. um yeah it and they just don't need to be in our system they don't need to be in our food supply they don't need to be in our drugs if i can get a medication that was brightly orange and it shows up to my house and it is now not brightly orange instead there's a company that's making one that has no dyes in it then why can't all of them do that uh, artificial food colors synthetic dyes work really well when their pH is a certain, like if it's acidic or really um, alkaline or there's temperature. So to get beet powder and you want pink cupcakes and you put it in the 
the batter, it's not going to come out pink because you're cooking it too high and the beet powder kind of breaks down. So natural dyes break down under different pHs and different temperatures. Well, medications, if you're just putting it in the capsule or you're putting it in the powder, you're not heating these, you're not cooking these. And, and so natural colors could be used. Here's another one. I thought, so my, my doctor wanted me on a back on a medication. The tablets are blue. Oh, I can't. They had blue and yellow in them. And so I thought, okay, well, let's try the capsule because I can just recapsule them. I open up the capsule and it's bright yellow inside. Why? Why does it need to be bright yellow inside when the capsule on the outside is green and black? Like I just, so I tried. They don't even, no manufacturer makes that specific medication in a dye-free formula. So couldn't wow. take it. Yep, couldn't take it. Spent hours, hours on the phone. My son needed a, an, an antibiotic for an ear infection. Hours going back and forth between the doctor and the pharmacy of like, okay, well, we don't have this in a dye-free formula. Great. Okay. And the doctor's not going to call the pharmacy and talk. So, and then I have to be the middleman and say, all right, okay, give me a list of all antibiotics that are similar that you carry that do not have color in them. And then I have to call my doctor and go, okay, they don't have that one, but they have this list. So here are these, can you call in one of these and we'll go pick it up. Uh, he was put on doxycycline and they didn't have a 20 milligram doxycycline without color, but they had a 10. So I had to call the doctor and be like, okay, I need you to call in this prescription for the 10 and double the quantity and call them back. And so, yeah, I have to play middleman. Medications are the worst. Most pharmaceutical companies, you can find what's in them. Mm -hmm. Some, I have a very difficult time finding the ingredients. So uh, in and out burger doesn't post the ingredients. I, to this day, I don't know if their cheese has yellow in it. I'm going to assume it does. Yeah. But some are very open uh mcdonald's and burger king both of them pulled the artificial colors out of most of their stuff which was very nice those were years ago baskin robbins pulled their artificial synthetic colors out of their ice cream oh i'm gonna say four or five years ago most people don't even know this because they didn't publicize it tricks pulled it out of their cereal people threw a fit and they put it back in what Oh yeah, they said God. it it ruined their childhood and it didn't taste the same. I'll tell you, dyes don't if they have a taste, it's not a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not not one at all. So, uh I I am still kind of shocked at, at where you're finding this. And yeah, putting kids on ADHD medications that have dye in them isn't going to help. Putting them on antipsychotics with dye in them are not going to help. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about my favorite online market, which is Thrive Market. I just absolutely love everything that Thrive stands for. They are on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable. They have high quality, healthy, sustainable products at member only prices. So you get all this high quality stuff for a bargain. Like these prices cannot be beat anywhere else. And you 
can not only get like pantry essentials and grocery items, but there's also non-toxic cleaning supplies, beauty items, baby and bath products, and even biodynamic wine. Like they have anything and everything that you need if you like went to the local Walmart or something like that, except they only carry products that they 100% back, which I love. So you're not gonna go on there and find like Doritos and Pringles, but you are gonna find healthier alternatives that you know are dye-free or that or organic or gluten-free, like just healthier versions of the snacks and foods that you love. And I think my favorite part is that they have these filters for you to filter through your values or your dietary preference preferences or lifestyle choices. So like for example, for me, whenever I'm trying to um, get food or groceries on Thrive Market, I'll always do like the filters for organic, gluten-free and dye-free because those are just my dietary preferences and allergies. And it will just give me everything that fits those those filters and then you know if I want to get some makeup on there or cleaning supplies like I'll look at women only I'll put like the women owned only business filter on there I'll do fair trade or I'll do eco-friendly packaging and it'll bring up everything that fits that I love it and I think my most favorite part of Thrive Market which you can't really find at any other grocery store is that they give you little refill packs for your seasonings like salt, pepper, paprika, garlic powder, whatever. You can order that on Thrive Market as well. And I love that because you don't have to just get a whole new container every time, which is so wasteful. They just give you a little packet for you to refill your own containers at home. Um, but that's just personally one of my favorite parts. So I don't have, that just helps me reduce my carbon footprint and waste that I'm, and that's something I'm really passionate about. So yes, Thrive Market is amazing for a million different reasons. So it is a $60 annual membership fee or you pay $12 a month for the membership. You get free shipping if you spend $49 or more which is amazing because that's super easy. You know, when you grocery shop, you're spending $49 at least. So free, fast, carbon neutral shipping, like super fast. Um, and with my link, you are going to get 30% off your first order and a free gift valuing up to $60. So you can go in the show notes for my link or you can go to linktree.com forward slash this is Miranda Lee and I'll have it on there but I highly recommend Thrive Market. I've had it for years and I will have it probably forever. It is just a great way to have high quality products, but also save money and it fits in my budget. I absolutely love it. So like I said, check the show notes for your 30% off and free gift. And let's get back to the episode. I just, I went to the dentist a couple days ago and it was crazy how many things had died like first they gave me like the pre-mouthwash rinse and it was bright blue I said did this have any blue dye or any dye she goes I don't think so I said can you check because it's bright blue and she's reading it and I had to tell her I was like probably gonna be at the very end of the ingredient list because there's probably a zillion ingredients in there and she's like oh yeah there's blue one or whatever it's called and I was like 
yeah, like, do you have a dye-free option? And most of the stuff I asked for, they had dye-free options. Even like the little polish stuff that's normally yeah. bright pink and tastes like bubble gum. And it is disgusting. First of all, they had a dye-free option that didn't taste like anything. And it was such a pleasant experience. I'm yes. glad that they had the dye-free flavor-free option. It was so much better. But then to- toothpaste, you know, my my best friend just got toothpaste for her um, like 14-month-old. And I was like, I was like, does it have dye in it? And she's never heard of this topic of dye. I sent her your TED talk and she's like, it has dye in it. I have to go buy some toothpaste like without dye. Like it's in everything. And like you talked about in your TED talk, it's because we like bright, shiny things and especially kids do. And they want everything that's, you know, colorful. And those are the things with dyes in them. Yeah. And it's really hard to find a kid's toothpaste without artificial color in it. And yeah, you're going to have to shop around for dentists. We did. We had to shop around for dentists. And uh, so our son, we found a a fantastic pediatric dentist. They used the pumice only. So it's not flavored or anything. That's the dye-free one. And then they used for their fluoride, it was a foam that was, had no dyes in it. And so that was great. And he's now aging out of that so he has to go to a dentist fortunately our dentist has the pumice they have the dye free mouth rinse and uh so yeah we we have to talk every time about what what's going on a lot of doctors don't understand we had to change doctors one year because of an insurance change and i had to call around and shop around and find a doctor that would at least listen to me they get offended, right? They like, do. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to me the- with, with iron. I tried my, they like, we have to put your son on iron. He's low iron. And I was like, okay, is it dye free? And he goes, I don't know, but he needs his iron. And I was like, okay, I'm getting a different doctor. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I called around and would say, okay, I, um, I have a child who's allergic to artificial food dyes, or I would even start saying, what do you think about the effects of synthetic food dyes on children? And most of them are like, oh, they have no effect. Cool. All right. Thank you. Red flag. (laughs) Yeah. Until I found a doctor who said, you know, I don't know anything about it. And I am open to learning. I said, great. Then we're going to get along just fine. Uh, So fortunately, we, uh, he was wonderful. And then we got to go back in the next year when our insurance changed again and go back to his old doctor. But, but yes, my doctors have to listen to me now. Uh, finding a pharmacy. If the pharmacist rolls their eyes at you, then you call around for another pharmacist uh, or pharmacy and find one that listens to you. That's why when I was on with Express Scripts, I was getting ready with my whole speech on how dyes have an effect. And he goes, oh, oh yeah. Synthetic food colors definitely affect some people. Let me get this all set up and let me set up an account for your son. And I was like, am I, do I die and go to heaven? Like, what is this? (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm in um, like some other dimension here because I'm so used to this battle. My son ended up in the ER um, and he needed some stitches and and the nurse went to go hand him these bright red Tylenol. I was like, oh, he can't have those. You know, he's allergic to food colors. And she rolled her eyes. I'm like, okay, go ahead, roll your eyes. I'm so, so used to it. And like when we go to restaurants and ask questions, we have our we have our restaurants in our town that we go to, but when we travel and we travel as much as we can, we have to ask questions. And if people go, oh, I think it's fine. I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. No. 
So, so yeah, I've had to learn over the years and I try to educate and share all of our experiences because we've just lived it now for 10 years and it is a very interesting journey, uh, but worth it. Absolutely worth it. So, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's a topic I never, ever expected to be talking about. And I, what would you say for those who are like, oh, well, my kid doesn't have any adverse effects to it, or I don't, I don't think I have any effects to it. Do you still think like they should be consuming food dyes if they feel like they don't have any reaction to it? I just feel like just because you might not think there's a reaction, like there's, it's, it's, if it's not good for you at all, right. you know, I don't see right. the, the benefit. I don't either. Like we removed a high fructose corn syrup from our household when I think our kid was four. The average person eats like 80 something pounds of it a year. And it's because it's what it's added to. Like you don't have a jar of high fructose corn syrup in your cabinet. So it's not like you're, you're adding it, but it's in so much food. So we eliminated that. And every once in a while he can consume it, you know, here and there it was, he wasn't having a reaction to it but it's not good for you. So if you're eating less than a pound of it a year versus 86, I I see that as a win. Mm -hmm. Avoid it at all costs, but if you can't avoid it, fine. Once in a while here and there. And and for people who dyes don't affect them, if you've truly tested, I said for 10 years, oh, it doesn't bother me, I'm fine. And then just like a month ago, I ended up off of it completely and went, oh, wow. Uh, I was wrong. It totally was affecting me. And this is kind of weird. And I'm still getting used to the new normal of who I am and, and how I feel now because it did have an effect. So if you've tested it and by testing, it means don't eat it for two weeks. Just don't eat it. Avoid it. If you've got stuff at your house, put an X on it. Don't eat it. Eat other things. There's plenty of other things going back to pickles i used to have to go to three different stores to get two different types of pickle relish and pickles because it was hard to find now so we have a a smith's they carry kroger brand kroger is huge and about two months ago they i'm walking down the pickle aisle and i look and center aisle like several shelves was every single flavor type style of pickle pickle relish and they were kroger brand and on the front said no synthetic dyes and i just about fell down i was like no way it got stuck up (laughs) everything i did and and they were no more expensive than any of the other pickles they weren't they were i think the pickle relish was less than two dollars for a jar and i'm sending pictures to my kiddo and i'm you know my friends and freaking out because this was unheard of 10 years ago and things are shifting. You can, uh, Mott's, uh, kids, fruit snacks, again, not the healthiest. There's plenty of fruit snacks out there that are like made with actual fruit. However, not a uh, Mott's brand now contains no artificial colors. So I was shocked on that. There are companies that are changing. You'll see no synthetic dyes right on the front of stuff now. So companies understand that 
that people are using their wallets to not buy things that are so brightly colored anymore. You said it, kids are, kids like brightly colored stuff. However, we're training them to like brightly colored foods. Hey mamas, I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about my favorite makeup and skincare company, Toops & Co Organics. I love them because they use real ingredients like tallow from grass-fed cows, organic cold-pressed olive oil and certified organic essential oils, and they never use synthetic chemicals, GMOs, toxins, or artificial colors and dyes or fragrances that we do not want in our makeup or skincare products. I made the switch to Tubes & Co Organics because here's the thing, you guys, your skin is your largest organ. You can be eating the cleanest, most organic ingredients and foods possible, but if you are putting lotions and skincare products or makeup like your primer and foundations on that have these harsh chemicals and toxins in them, your skin is going to absorb it. And I totally trust Tubes & Co because they are made with these real ingredients, don't have all this artificial shenanigans in them. And they're also made in the USA. They are supporting small family owned farms and they're all about being sustainable, fair trade, transparent and ethical. These are all things that just align with my values. So I got a discount code for you guys. If you go to toopsandco.com, so T-O-U-P-S-A-N-D-C-O.com and use the code BREADTHERAPY10, you will get 10% off your order. So go check out their skincare and their makeup and let me know if you need any product recommendations but I hope you guys enjoy Toops & Co. as much as I do. Let's get back to the show. It's one thing to have brightly colored things around us and to eat fruits and vegetables that are all pretty colors, but we don't have to eat other things that are brightly colored either. And when you're giving kid a medicine, it doesn't matter if it's purple yeah. or, or clear. They don't care. It's not going to make them want to drink it anymore. The uh, kids' cold medicines are horrible. If you feed them the recommended dose in 24 hours, they're actually exceeding the FDA's uh, allowable limit, which is interesting that they have an allowable limit, but then they don't state how much is in each product. So we don't even yeah. know. But if you're eating uh, Skittles, having some Fruit Loops, and you drink an orange soda, the these kids are over the limit. The over the allowable limits because the allowable limits are not as high as you think they are. And, and, you know, allowable limits don't mean anything to these kids that are reacting. My kid can't have an M&M. That would be bad. That's so, so interesting. So the FDA says that it's okay, uh -huh. but there's an allowable limit. Yet uh -huh. there's no way to measure it on any of these foods to even know. And like you said, you're probably exceeding the allowable limit with it in less than a serving size. Yeah, there were, there's a study done by, I think her, I, I always get this backwards. I think it's, is it Laurel, Laura Stevens? There's, I do believe it's Laura Stevens. Mm -hmm. And she uh, and her her team 
looked and broke down like she sent her grad students out to go grab things off the shelf and then they tested them and it's the only research that's published that has a list of how much is in each of the products that they tested and but again that information means very little to us unless we had everything that had dye in it and how much dye is in each thing so yeah there is an allowable limit but we don't have any way to gauge how much kids are eating each day to determine whether they're over that allowable limit or not and aren't these synthetic dyes banned in many other countries yes so dr stevenson did a study in 2010 and then another in 2012 and by 2014 the uk said or the the eu and and the uk said okay we're removing them from well they weren't banning them it's not necessarily banned what it is is if it contains artificial synthetic dyes the manufacturer has to put on the package that this product may cause behavioral issues in children well who's going to buy something for their kids that says may cause behavioral issues in children so the companies remove the colors out of it and then they don't they don't have that problem but here's the thing craft m&ms you know mars all of the companies that make foods here also make foods there there they don't have the food dyes here they do one of my friends just came back when well, she was in the uk she took pictures and the ingredients list in the uk is very short for the same product it is huge for americans does it look different like do the products itself look different sure the colors do because you don't okay. have a blue blues blue is very very difficult to replicate in a natural mm -hmm. color because really totally isn't blue food and so you can see some of the stuff other stuff no not at all snack cakes so my son never eats never got to eat you know twinkies and those kind of things i mean it's not a bad thing he ate better than all of his friends but uh every once in a while it would be neat you know he would would like to know what those things are like so uh, my bonus mom took us she was from south africa and lived in europe and she took us to a store in southern california that had all european foods and, and these snack cakes were gorgeous and they were bright red inside but it was the actual strawberry that made them red not mm -hmm. anything else and so there are plenty of really pretty products out there that don't contain food dyes so yeah there's a lot of countries that don't allow it and they they make these companies state that it could cause problems so that people can be educated uh, and then yeah here in the united states they don't do that and i just read an article the other day i can't remember where it was it was a big um news agency that pretty much said that dyes are never going to go anywhere because americans are addicted to their brightly colored foods is the synopsis of the article which so you think that's why they're not like they're allowed here it's yeah financial it's to make us more money or oh yeah yeah there's there's a couple reasons one we don't have any really good substitute in a natural color for the synthetic color so they can't replicate their foods exactly all of them so tricks tricks pulled it out people threw a fit they put it back in okay so yes people had a problem uh there are just some things that you can't 
um, sprinkles, brightly colored sprinkles, you're not going to get blue. You're just not. The purples are going to be different. So companies want to save money and they want to make as much money as possible. And people don't come first in this country. It's companies do. And we, I think that's why a lot of these the government and the FDA don't want to change the rules. They don't want, there's no funding for research. Like that, there's no desire on a, um, on a countrywide level to understand what's happening with these. And I mean, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist and it's not like the government's out to get us and things. It's just, this is how things work. It's, mm -hmm. it's a business and these companies don't want to have to reformulate everything. They don't want to find other ways to make these foods. They don't want to. And the general public, a lot of them who don't know or who say, well, my kid's fine. I don't care about your kid. Uh, that that's a fun one. <laughs> I've had so many comments that I've seen. Well, it doesn't bother me. So, um, okay, well, that's cool. Peanuts don't bother me either, but if my cousin eats them, she dies. So understanding that there's still a lot of people in this country that are still having a problem. I look at all the angry kids and the aggression and the violence and wonder just how many of them are actually reacting terribly to the foods that they're eating, the colors that they're consuming. I see how my son gets when he eats yellow, a tiny little bit of it. And he gets really agitated and really angry. And I couldn't imagine if he was eating Cheetos every day. By day five, he could easily explode. And so we have, we have, we have a violence issue in this country. We have a behavioral issue in this country. We have, we've got problems. And will removing synthetic colors fix them all? No, but it could very well fix some mm -hmm. and help a lot of kids. So it's the, the more that I, the more that I talk to people and the more people that I meet and the more parents and children and adults that reach out to me and tell me their experiences, the more I realize I've completely underestimated the, the impact that synthetic colors have on, on people. So what, what do you think the best way is to, I guess, first get our kids on board with this change if they are older? My kid's one years old, so he has no idea. He, he eats dye-free, but you know, I mean, you made this realization, your, your kid was seven. Mm -hmm. So how, what advice do you have for moms who are trying or parents who are trying to make this change? And it's hard to like, explain to your kids why they can't have the, the, the red hot Cheetos or whatever it may be. Yeah. yeah. Well, at first, what you can do is say, all right, we're going to try an experiment for a couple weeks and we're all going to do this. And we're not going to eat any of these brightly colored stuff. And, uh, and we're going to, we're just going to see how we all feel. And most kids are pretty on board with stuff like that. And yeah, there are some kids that are going to throw a fit because they want this or that. Uh, being the adult, you can say, oh, they didn't have it at the store. I'm sorry, they didn't have it. And we'll have to get it next week when they get it in. And kids are pretty, pretty good about it. And after a week, 
to two weeks when the kids are feeling different, they're the ones, if they are feeling different and better, they're the ones that are going to say, I don't, does that have colors in it? Soon as my son realized it was the colors that was causing the problem, which was within a week to two weeks, he was well aware of how he felt now versus how he felt before he was relieved. Yeah. He was tired and, but he was relieved. We would go to the store and he was the one reading the packages and I'm like, Oh, look, no dyes. He like, let me see. Like he <laughs> like, you know, trust fine. Here you go. You don't trust <laughs> me. It's okay. I would come home from whole foods with cookies that were colored with natural dyes and they were, they were colored. And he's like, I will not eat those. I was like, no, buddy, trust me. He's like, I will not eat those. Like he was so like, I don't want anything that has colors in it. There's no way. Get it away from me. I don't want that. So most of the kids that I have talked to are completely on board. They'll go sneak it at school and then feel terrible. And then not do that. We made it, we made a pact. We were like, okay, I know you're not going to get the fun cupcakes and things at school that the other kids get. So I'll make you a deal if there's, if there's a party and you don't get a cupcake or whatever, I will take you and I will go get you whatever you want after school. And we had candies here and we talked to the teachers and his teachers were always fantastic about it because they see it. They were like, oh yeah, no, we see it. We see it with kids. And then the parents started to bring in one white cupcake for him instead of the colored stuff. And, and uh, the kids would read the packages for him and be like, Oh, you can't have this, but you can have this. And so they, kids are way more resilient, I think, than we ever give them credit for. And it, it's, it's a little difficult, more difficult with teens, but the, the way they feel can help them to avoid it in the future. And Again, take everything in the house that has color in it, put an X on it or put it in a box and stick it in the garage or out of the, out of the cabinet for a little bit and switch over to, you know, stuff that has the natural colors in it and see how everybody feels. And if everyone feels fine, nothing's changed. You can continue doing what you're doing, but if there's, there's some things there's, there's no substitutes for. And if the kids really need those or want those, you can use them as a treat. You can bring them in once in a while, because again, if, if you're not reacting, yeah, nobody should be eating these because they're petroleum-based chemicals that have shown to be cancer causing in rats and other creatures. And so yeah, probably not good for you. Again, however, once in a while isn't going to kill you. And uh, that moderation thing goes a long way with helping kids to know that, okay, one day I can have that, but not today. Instead of you'll never get this again. And that's that I think is really, really difficult for kids to handle. But say, hey, we're just going to do this for a little while, see how you feel. And they're the ones that are usually going to feel better, especially if they're having meltdowns. If they're not sleeping well, our kid used to thrash in his sleep all night long. Like there's a dent in the wall from his heel, from him kicking it so hard. And, and so he wasn't sleeping well. Well, you know how you feel when you don't sleep well. Well, then he starts sleeping better and he just started feeling better and thinking clearer. And, and so 
kids can see that and parents can see that. So if you've got a kiddo with behavioral issues, you are like on the top of the list of people who should be doing this, at least giving it a try for a couple of weeks, just getting rid of. If you realize that your kid's having a reaction, you need to have a talk with your doctor. If your doctor starts arguing with you, unfortunately, try to find another doctor or go to the California Office of Health Hazard Assessment or Google California Office of Health Hazard Assessment Food Dye Study. They put out in 2021 a 300 plus page document complete with 74, 75 different resources, I think it is, of all the studies that they reviewed. And their conclusion was artificial food dyes, there is enough evidence to demonstrate that artificial food dyes can in fact cause behavioral problems in children. That was their conclusion. And they took a long time to review all the research. They did a great job. There's another article that was published in 2022 by Miller, who also did a meta-analysis of what's out there and came to the same conclusion. And I think they have, uh, one of them has over a hundred different resources, a different article published resource or uh, research articles. The other one has like 75 still far more than two. Um, and you bring that into your doctor and say, Hey, here you go. <laughs> this is this. And I'm telling you, this is what's happening. And I want this in their medical records and I want it in, you know, you call the pharmacy and have it put into the pharmaceutical records so that there's a flag that comes up if any medications called in and, um, and you just make it known and you're the parent and you have to, uh, you learn to be an advocate. You learn to be a hardcore advocate for yourself and your child because no one else is going to advocate for you, uh, like, like that. So, um, so yeah. And giving it a shot, giving it a try. It's definitely, definitely a chemical you don't need. Yeah. So, and getting the kids used to not eating it. It's funny. There's so they're unreal. Unreal makes um MM type candies. Yeah. And after eating those, you go to eat an MM and you're like, ew, 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 ew. Like I can taste that. And that tastes gross. And there's plenty of sodas that have natural colors, natural sugars in them, not like all this other garbage stuff. And there's, so there's things that kids can have occasionally that won't contain colors. And there are plenty of pickles if you go to Kroger, <laughs> <laughs> but, but companies are doing it. Companies are starting to change it. And so kids can have a normal life. My kid does definitely doesn't suffer and he loves dark chocolate and there's plenty of things, you know, most chocolate chip cookies and Oreos don't have dyes in them unless they're colored and you can tell, but you know, there's, there's options out there Yeah, and it's worth, it's worth giving it a shot. It really is worth giving it a try. Like I said, your son's a year old. Great. They'll never know the difference until you explain to them when they go to school that you can't, you know, there's things you just shouldn't eat and they may very well eat them and come home and, and cry wondering why they feel so terrible. And then you can explain that this is why you feel so terrible. So. Yeah. And I also think it's like, even if you're a kid or you do not have like reactions to it, I think it's so important to vote with your dollar. Absolutely. There's no better way. And, and this is the reason why these companies are changing. So 
The Center for the Science and the Public Interest has been working behind the scenes diligently for many, many years. They are one of, they are the biggest advocate for getting these chemicals, dyes and other things out of the food supply. They are fantastic. And they have been working with companies like the company Dunkin' that owns Dunkin' Donuts and it owns Baskin Robbins. Dunkin' Donuts doesn't have any dyes in their, in their stuff either. Uh, Starbucks has no artificial colors in their stuff. Their cookies, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure no. But all of their other stuff, yeah, nothing. all their syrups, all their flavors, uh, but there's companies out there that you buy the dye-free version then they're getting this message that we want the dye-free version and they make more of it now. They make more options for things. It's not like these companies decided one day, Kroger decided, well, we need pickles without artificial colors in them. There was a need and they were finding that people were buying things that had no synthetic colors over things that weren't and, or that had it. So yes, your wallet says it all. That is really the way that our uh, our capitalistic society functions. We can protest all day long. We can send letters to our representatives. We can try to change the laws on a governmental level, but really it's the companies needing to choose it themselves. And they do that based on what you buy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important. I think it, it all starts with like this awareness. So I'm so happy that like your Ted talk is like coming back all these years later, like going viral. Cause you like, we don't know, like I, I pride myself in what I eat and I can say confidently that I eat very healthy and clean. But before I knew about the dyes, mm -hmm. I'm sure so many of my foods had dyes in it that we would quote unquote say are healthy. And yeah. it's because we had no idea and we're, and we're not aware of it at all because we think if it's lower calorie, then it's healthier, but that's, that's not true at all. No, I'm, I am allergic to wheat. My mom's celiac and I'm right there and people go, Oh, gluten-free is so healthy. I'm like, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> no, actually, if you can eat wheat, it's probably better that you eat wheat because there's a lot of micronutrients in the wheat that you should probably be eating, but I can't, and it's not, I'm not doing it because it's healthier, uh, because it's not always healthier. So yeah, we, yeah. we assume that there's some things that are healthier, but they're not, they're not. And organic doesn't have dyes in it. So we buy a lot of organic stuff because yeah, I did learn that recently that organic means no dyes. I think that's something really good to know. It is because in the beginning, it seems overwhelming and impossible. Like, oh my gosh, I have to read every label. And you do. What used to take you a half an hour at the store grabbing your stuff now is going to take you an hour or two because you need to read every label and find the dry free, dye free version. But it gets super easier after that because now you've got your stuff and you know what you're going to get. And the average American buys the same hundred ingredients at the store every time. It's like, we kind of stick with what we know. And you'll, you'll know, you'll have your go-tos that you won't have to read all the time. There'll be the occasional reading here and there if you want something different, but you won't have to read it all the time. So it does get much easier. It's just in that, in the beginning, you're just doing a lot of reading and there's people that are like, there's apps out there and this and that. Don't, don't just read yellow five, yellow six, red 40, blue one. If it's a color followed by a number, don't do it. Polysorbate 80, 
not a food diet. I'm not saying it's good for you or bad for you. I'm just saying not a food diet. Caramel color, not a synthetic dye. Yes, caramel color is mixed with some things that it's probably not healthy for you either. However, it is not a petroleum-based byproduct. So therefore it doesn't cause a reaction in our sun. So it's something that I may or may not let slide if, you know, if that's the only option that everything else has the synthetic colors that doesn't, fine, fine. But titanium dioxide, not a synthetic color. It says, you know, color added synthetic, you know, uh, titanium dioxide, not petroleum-based byproducts, not causing the same type of reactions. So you get used to reading and figuring it out and looking at what, what has it and what doesn't, but it does, it gets easier. It gets a lot easier. So yeah, after- and, and it's always at the end, right? Like that's what I've noticed. All, the dyes are always at the very end of the ingredient list and you look for no- the numbers. That's how you know. Yeah. You look for the numbers and except in the bronzer in your sunblock um, I sprayed my, my kid down with my sunblock and it had bronzer in it and he had a reaction because what gets on your skin ends up in your bloodstream within 24 hours. So yes, what you put on your skin matters. And number one ingredient was blue one followed by red, followed by yellow. Oh it was, my gosh. It was insane. Uh, toothpaste, mouthwash, sublinguals, the fastest way to get something into your system Underneath the tongue, toothpaste, mouthwash. Um, he avoids shampoo and conditioners that have colors in it too. Again, he's so insanely reactive. Can't do it. Yeah. No body washes with it in there. Deodorant. I don't know why men's deodorant are bright blue. Like, I don't think all the guys are out there going, I need blue deodorant. I, like they, It's not the men that are doing this. These companies are making this deodorant bright blue. So I, we have to find a white one for him. Um. So yes, make sure. And, but women, their deodorants are white. It's kind of interesting how we don't have colors in ours. Thank, thankfully. That is weird. But a lot of our, like someone gifted me lotion and bath bombs the other day. And I looked and there was red 40 in them to make yep. them pink. Yes. They're, I've had parents go, well, I don't know what's going on. They don't need dyes, but um, they're having a reaction after their bath. What did you have in their bath? Well, they had these color crayons. Yes. Color crayons have dyes in them. My son can't get, he can't draw on his hand with ink because the ink can cause problems. Uh, so yeah, you kind of have to start looking at all the little things. And and I tell people replace one at a time if you want to. If you don't want to do the whole ripping the bandaid, I mean, unless you have a kid who's got some really emotional problems and a lot of things going on, then I say rip the bandaid off because it can become a life or death situation. But if you don't, you just want to get rid of it. Every time that you use up something in your cabinet, find a dye-free version to replace it. And if it takes you a couple months, fine. Then it'll take you a couple months, but then you'll do this slowly. You're not throwing away a bunch of stuff. Stuff's expensive. Food's expensive. You know, and I feel for the people that are on, um, that are below the poverty line or close to it and, and have to rely on school lunches that contain color in them. And, uh, and the snack bars that they give kids for breakfast that have color in them. I mean, there's just like, some of these people can't get away from it. If they try, they have a limited budget and things are expensive. And so it's hard. I mean, really we're going to have to get it out of our food supply to affect everyone. 
because just some people can't afford to avoid it. I've had parents, I've seen parents say, well, just make all your own stuff. Not everybody can Who do has that. time for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I, 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 I'm lucky. I have a couple tomato plants and a zucchini plant in my backyard. And it's only because they're in pots in the middle of the grass and they get watered when the sprinklers come on. Like I don't have time <laughs> for a whole garden and, and, you know, yeah. I, no, I can't do that. So so yeah, who not everyone has time for that. And so we we need to just kind of that raise that awareness, get these companies to start pulling it, start putting pressure on companies that aren't. Uh, every company has a, you know, contact, contact them and say, hey, pull the color out of this. Kool-Aid doesn't need artificial colors in there. You mix it with water and it's so you don't have a pH issue. You don't have a temperature issue. You can be using natural colors. There's there's plenty of, of companies that could be swapping stuff out and um, they just need the pressure from people to do it. But, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a process, but it's a healthy process to move in that direction mm -hmm. and to feel better. Again, I spent 10 years saying, oh, I'm fine. I don't have a problem because I wasn't having his problems. Yeah. But I still can't get over just how quiet my mind is. And it's lovely, <laughs> but it's just, it's different. And that is directly related. I could go and, oh, I did. I had to take one of those medications with the blue and the yellow in it. And I was like, on, whoa, I was wired for sound. I'm like, oh, oh no, I can't do, I can't do this. I can't do this. So, um, so it's worth it. It's worth giving it a shot. I mean, even those glucose drinks that they give to, for, you know, the pregnant people to see how they respond and like, there's, there's, why, why are there dyes in there? There doesn't need to be. I, uh, I am, um, in, in, in colonoscopy age range, I'm, you know, over 50. So I had to do the whole drink thing. And so I'm online, uh, Amazon, they had the electrolyte stuff, dye free. I got everything dye free except one little pill that I had to take and it had red in it. And so I had to take that, which irritated me. I was like, oh, it's so close. But they sent the kit they send you has, you know, the brightly colored powdered drink mix and the um, the chicken bouillon, right, which got yellow in it. And because that's another thing, chicken bouillon, if something is made with that. Chicken. I need to check my chicken bouillon now. <laughs> yeah, right. Chicken and tomato and any of those could have color in it. So you have to look at those. That's why I'm saying you can, you can omit all the candy in the world and still eat dyes. Mm -hmm. So everything they sent me had color in it. Everything. Like, I can't, I can't do this. I am going to feel horrid. So I went and got all the natural stuff and I found everything except the red 40, which I didn't really react that bad to the red 40. So that's good. And once I'm done, like once I'm off of this for months, I will probably eat something with red 40 just to see how I feel and then clear that out of my system and then do yellow. I mean, this is kind of, we're a research family now. <laughs> so that's how we did it with our kiddo. We just, we pulled everything and said, okay, let's try this. Let's try yellow. See how you react. Uh, and then let's try red and, and, and see the different things because if I have to take something with red 40, I want to know how it's going to make me feel. 
or what it's going to do. Like, I know I have to avoid yellow because it's toxic. I mean, my son can't take yellow. Yeah, maybe green and blue for him if he had to suck it up and take it. If it was like, you know, no other choice and he had to do it. But red and yellow, there's just no way I'd put him through that because it's just really bad for him. So, so yeah, uh, there's more and more things out there that are compatible. You can find Jello without artificial color in it not jello brand but you can find gelatin you can make your own again i don't have time for that but there's puddings out mixes out there unfortunately they're all more expensive so hopefully we can get the costs down by companies starting to manufacture options more and more and 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 that's the thing too if we called up companies instead of saying pull the color out of your stuff say hey can you offer a dye free version pedialyte has a dye free version Gatorade has a dye-free version, like one of them has white, it's white. Um, but there are some, some options now that I'm seeing that are popping up. Uh, Benadryl. Benadryl has a dye-free capsule. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. those are pink. Yeah, those are pink. So yeah, so I have, I carry a little medicine cabinet everywhere I go in case Tylenol has dye free ones uh or the off brands are uh, you can find dye free or iron oxide which is not a synthetic color uh so Ad, advil all of those you can find but you have to look so i find them buy them keep them with me in case we're out somewhere and my kiddo touches a cat and needs a, he's highly allergic to cats so he needs a benadryl we've got a clear one because if i had to run to the store the options of finding them at that time may or may not happen so um, but yes, there's, we have a medicine cabinet full of options like that, antihistamines, um, allergy medications, Tums, their, their uh, mint ones were white. They don't have color in them. They actually have some dye-free versions too, natural colored Tums. Oh, wow. Yeah. Watermelon and cherry. I don't know why they chose watermelon, which is a disgusting flavor, but they did. <laughs> they but said it's a banana or something. <laughs> You know, like something else, but, but, it, but they're, they're out there. So it's just kind of paying attention to those little things mm -hmm. and gathering them when you have them and, um, and just being aware because it's, again, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but it's so worth it. So worth it. So worth it for you. And, um, and, and again, cancer causing, they are definitely not great for you. So if we can reduce the amount of chemicals that we're ingesting, um, mm -hmm. we're ahead, ahead of the curve. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you said, it's, it's hard in the beginning, but like we do like buy the same things over and over 90% of the time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just voting with our dollar because we're seeing how that just having at least the options of dye-free options like it's just a, a world of a difference it can make for people I mean even if we're not like your son we're like we're super allergic cutting them out is there is there's gonna be no harm in cutting out dyes whatsoever which is just so weird that like adding dyes is kind of like the go-to cheaper option like that's just yeah. so strange to me. And I hope that that's something we can change over the years, but we have to start like caring about it and educating others about it to make that change. 
Yes. And if we have a whole bunch of kids raised on stuff that don't have dyes, they're going to turn into adults who don't want dyes either. And so, yeah, the change may take a little while to happen, but it's going to have to happen. It will happen. I, we're getting to a point where we just can't deny that they do affect people and they're a chemical that we don't need. No nutritional value. They don't preserve the food. They do nothing except make it colorful. And that is not an excuse to be adding another chemical into a system where we don't even know what they do. You, there are some studies where rats won't eat them. They will not eat the pellets that are dyed. I'm sorry, but if ants won't eat colored food and rats don't eat colored food, then why are we giving it to yeah. children? Yeah. We should not be giving it to children. So, um, so yeah, we, we should just be a little bit more cautious on what's going on mm -hmm. and yeah, buy the organic, buy the, buy the stuff that doesn't have the colors in it. You don't have to cook all your own stuff. There's plenty of things that don't have colors in it that are on the shelf, but just, yeah, be aware mm -hmm. and read, read every single thing in your cabinets. Salad dressings can have it. Yeah. So it's, I found it in lots of different things. You'll get so good that you'll be able to see it. <laughs> you'll be able to look at something and go, mm, that does not look right now. I've been wrong and it's been like a natto or something else, but uh, nine times out of 10, I'm, I'm pretty good at looking at something and, and seeing the color in it. Cause it's, it, it's yeah. And it's just not appealing to me anymore. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing it for 10 years. You're, you're yeah. like, no, no, no. Yep. And we make all sorts of stuff. There's Watson's is a company that makes sprinkles and, and mm -hmm. popping sugar stuff that you can make for Christmas. There's natural colors you can add to frosting. So like we have a lot of traditions that we have red and green Christmas cookies that we make. You can still do that. Okay, there's things that you can still do without having to give everything up. You just go for the natural stuff instead. Yeah, this year for my son's first birthday, it was kind of like one happy dude to like a happy face theme. And I used turmeric to color his um, cake. I made sure not to use too much because, you know, <laughs> the flavor of turmeric. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't as bright, but it was very obviously a yellow cake. Yeah. So it's definitely stuff we can do at home black cocoa you can buy oh. black co cocoa and that you can mix up and make like black frosting or the black lines on things oh that's good no black was a really tough one to replace and someone came up with black cocoa and it works so that was fun but yeah there's you just get to be a little bit more creative and and or use toys instead of frosting you know, you put little cars, make a little car thing or, or, uh, horses or whatever it is you can make for the kid to their kind of personality and, and de decorate it with something other than the color if need be. So, yeah. 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 When I go to order a cake for my son's birthday, it's, I need white cake, white frosting, no writing, nothing. Yeah. And no they, red velvet. <laughs> no, they're like and flowers. Yep. White, N no green, no green, and white, 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 white. And the, the cake decorators at first are kind of shocked a little bit, but like, trust me, just white, 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 white. <laughs> and it so looks pretty cool. cool. <laughs> 
So yeah, you can always decorate with some fruits or something. <laughs> or like right, exactly. Fruits. Right, exactly. My mom made a, a flag cake with strawberries and blueberries, and oh yeah, you know, I mean, just yeah, fun stuff, and yeah, so get creative and and get a little healthier mm-hmm. mentally and physically. Yeah, so worth it. And like you said we start making these changes with our kids and they'll really be pushing for change in the generations to come. So, you know, we have to do something now. So that's awesome. So where can our listeners find you and connect with you? And I guess read or know more about what you do. I mean, definitely the Ted talk that will be linked in the show notes, but is there anywhere else? So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on Instagram and, and I, I, I got on TikTok and I have a couple of videos <laughs> and I'll be putting some more there. Uh, so yeah, doc, just Dr. Rebecca Bevins uh, on TikTok and on, on Instagram and uh, they can get a hold of me there. They can message me and anybody has any questions. I get back to them uh, as much as I can, as many people as I can, because it's, I think it's just important. It's yeah. become it's become like the crusade that I never thought I would ever be in, in involved in. And the more that we can organize and band together, the more impact we can all make. And so, yeah, that's uh, the best place uh, on Facebook. There's an amazing uh, Facebook page that a friend put up. It's die free family swaps, recipes, resources, and swaps. There's well over a hundred thousand people in there. And if you have a question, you can guarantee it's already been asked and they post yep. what to buy, where snacks, how to decorate cakes, all the things. And it's been a fantastic resource. Uh, they are actually producing a documentary. They're in production phase that is, I think, going to just blow people away. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to have them on my podcast too, because that, that's how I found you. I yeah. saw your TED talk and I was already part of that Facebook group and I was like, any professionals? And then they tagged you and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Like I was, I was like, this is amazing. Like the fact that it's like full circle. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, it's funny people people it will freak out. Oh my gosh, you're that Rebecca. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a human. I'm a human too. But yeah, no, that group's amazing. Whitney's amazing. The, the, the documentary to die for is going to be uh, just fantastic. So excited about that. And another big point of awareness um, for people, it'll be, it'll be it's full of researchers and, and doctors and, and people talking about the science and stuff. So, so yeah, but anyway, it's a great Facebook group, as you know, that it's a neat group, but yeah, yes, I've, I've been pulled into that one and, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm on there regularly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a, it's a good movement for people to make in that direction of, of better health and being more consciously aware of, of what they're giving their kids and what they're mm-hmm. giving ourselves and, and being more aware of how many adults are actually having issues too that they didn't even know. So more people can be helped. We have a mental health crisis in this country and artificial colors are adding to it. So, yeah. and those little developing brains of kiddos, I teach, child psych and and 
giving them things like that while they're developing is not helpful. Yeah. At all. Well, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story. I'm like so excited for this episode to come out because this is like, I probably, if I'm like, if you could only listen to one of my podcast episodes, please listen to this one because this is one people need to know about. So thank you so much for making time to to share all this. Oh, thank you. Thank you for helping spread the word and helping helping people be healthier and helping kids. Kids, especially the kids that are suffering, it's not their fault and they don't need to. I mean, that's, that's the thing I'm, I'm all for, for, for kiddos living their best lives. And, and when you see kiddos not living their best lives, it's, it's devastating and heartbreaking. And so thank you for helping moms out there be, be that advocate for their kids and help their kids. And it's just, it's awesome. So I really appreciate you having me on here and thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me in another episode of the Bread Therapy Mama podcast. If you like this kind of content, check out my blog for recipes, how-tos, product recommendations, and more. Just go to breadtherapymama.com. I'll see you all in the next episode.